Today is the glorious feast of all saints. The epistle for the feast of all saints is taken from the book of the Apocalypse of St. John, the seventh chapter. In those days, behold, I, John, saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun, having the sign of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor the trees, till we sign the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were signed, a hundred and forty-four thousand were signed, of every tribe of the children of Israel. Of the tribe of Judah were twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Reuben twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Gad twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Aser twelve thousand signed, <clears throat> of the tribe of Nephtali twelve thousand signed, of the tribe of Manasseh twelve thousand signed. Of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Zabalon, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 signed. Of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000 signed. After this, I saw a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and in the sight of the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, who sitteth upon the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and the ancients and the four living creatures, and they fell down before the throne upon their faces and adored God, saying, Amen, benediction, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving. Honor, and power, and strength to our God forever and ever. Amen. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. At that time, Jesus, seeing the multitudes, went up into a mountain. And when he had sat down, his disciples came unto him. And opening his mouth, he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when they shall revile you and persecute you, and speak all that is evil against you untruly for my sake. Be glad and rejoice, for your reward is very great in heaven. Thus far the word to today's Holy Gospel. I saw a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and in the sight of the Lamb, 
clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. These words are taken from the epistle of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, we celebrate the feast of all the saints in heaven. And to Catholics, the saints are true heroes because they have succeeded, some in an extraordinary and some in an ordinary way. They have succeeded in reaching the goal of heaven, to which we are all aspiring. Though they are heroic, that you might not you might see a saint without knowing it the saints do not walk around with halos and with wings in fact there may be saints among us and we would not have the slightest idea from the exterior this is so because the essence of sanctity what makes a saint a saint is simply loving God and doing His will. Thus, my dear faithful, I would like to walk you through a day in the life of an ordinary father of a family to show you the little things that he should pay attention to and the type of things that all of us have to look for in each of our lives. So, though it is an example of a father of a family, we can see in it our own lives and duties of our Satan life. Through this father's example, I will show you how he will live and how every one of us can strive to become a saint. In the morning, the father awakens and he tries to make a sign of the cross, no matter how hard it might be, and to kneel at the side of his bed and say the morning offering. Perhaps he grabs his coffee and breakfast, and no doubt, within no time at all, an opportunity to practice virtue will be presented to him. Whether he woke up in an unpleasant mood, the coffee maker is broken, The children are already fighting, or whatever the circumstances. A father's passions may already be stirred to anger, frustration, or cursing. But instead of giving in to his feelings, the father will strive with might to restrain himself and to conduct himself in a way pleasing to God. That is, with patience, with gentleness, kindness towards his wife and children, and maybe even with the sacrifice of drinking lukewarm coffee. The father will then get in his car and go to work. He has his rosary at hand in his car or hanging from the rearview mirror. And lo and behold, in a short span of time, no doubt, there might be another occasion to practice heroic virtue, There is traffic. However, he will not uncharitably cut off every car he can to save one and a half minutes. He will strive to keep his cool, maybe even letting someone in front of him in order to conquer himself. Once he arrives at work, there are plenty more occasions to help him on his way to sanctity. 
Work is a burden and a headache, and things go wrong, of course. There are offers of dishonest business deals, and perhaps co-workers may start having an immoral conversation. Out of human respect, a man might be tempted to go along with the jokes, the memes, or the videos. He might be tempted to take part or to take pleasure in the type of thing that Satan uses to tempt someone. But the dad, being loyal to Christ the King and striving to be a hero in his daily life, will try to deflect any occasion of sin by changing the topic of conversation, turning the conversation is discussion to a positive light, or saying, oh, you know what, I have much work to do on that project, so I better get going. I'll, I'll see you at lunch. Then, a little bit later on, after a hard day's work, the father will finally get home and realize that the spiritual combat is not yet over. There is a list of things he needs to fix. The children have questions about their homework, and afterward it will be playtime. And the older children especially demand a vigilant but reasonable eye. If the father has time of his own for some pastime or entertainment, he will not allow anything morally questionable to come up on the television or on the internet, for he is careful to avoid occasions that lead to mortal sin and avoids anything of which he would be ashamed of on the day of judgment. His wife's day is similar to his own. She has her own tribulations to deal with, caring for the children, perhaps work, raising the children, perhaps their education, phone calls, and so many other tasks that are entailed in running the house and in being the heart of a family. Through it all, she she strives to do her duties, to turn from temptations, and to practice saintly virtue. If one were to ask this man and woman, this father or mother, how he can be sure to receive a happy reward for all eternity, how can he be numbered among the saints in heaven? The answer is not to work miracles, build orphanages, or live in the desert, like, like some of those extraordinary saints. But the answer is to avoid sinning mortally and venially, and to strive to do only that which is pleasing to God. Every person, though, in every walk of life, will have his own crosses, difficulties, and temptations. This undoubtedly means doing some violence to our fallen human nature, and it means some difficulty and sacrifice. But if we would be happy for all eternity, we must spare no effort to live the life of a saint. And in doing so, we will also have great peace, and joy even in this life.
This life on earth, my dear faithful, is not the end because we were created, are created with immortal, immortal, that is, undying souls. We were all created and born into this world to spend eternity in heaven. But we must be a saint before we can be admitted into heaven. In other words, there are only saints in heaven. No one is admitted to heaven unless he is perfect. This is not impossible, for God would not command the impossible. And in God's divine plan, we have reached that state of perfection by the practice of virtue. Otherwise, our imperfections have to be purged and purified by the fire and sufferings of purgatory. We do not want to go to purgatory, for the Council of Trent explains that souls there suffer from a cleansing fire. It is a fire that purges every remainder of sin and any temporal punishment left on the soul after death. Theologians teach that the fire in purgatory is, this, is the same fire as that in hell. The difference, though, is that in hell, the wicked suffer from a fire of torment. But the fire in purgatory is a fire of purification to make one perfect. Therefore, let us avoid purgatory at all costs and strive to earn our crown of sanctity in this life. Sanctity is bought at a price, but it is a very small price to pay for the eternal joys of heaven. My dear faithful, the happy company of the blessed in heaven is just what St. John the Evangelist saw and wrote about in today's epistle in the book of the Apocalypse. He describes a multitude of the saints who were earned to be in the presence of God. His words were, I saw a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations and tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and in the sight of the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. That is, St. John saw that they were clothed with white robes and that they had palm branches in their hands. They were careful to keep their robes white by guarding their soul unspotted and pure. Their palm branch is a symbol of martyrdom for a life of sacrifice and also of hardship. The palm is also a symbol of victory, and the saints have all won their victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Let us then strive to become saints. Try to exterminate mortal sins by voiding their occasions, and persevere in trying to practice virtue each day. Often, my dear faithful, we might get caught up in our day-to-day -day lives, the here and the now. And in this 
irrational world in which we live, when situations arise in which we might have to stand up for our faith, do not be afraid of doing what is right and following your conscience. In God's divine plan, we are to reach the state of perfection here on earth. And having done this, we will then join the ranks of heaven, the multitude which no man could number, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, in our hands too, with our loved ones beside us, adoring and standing before the throne of the Sacred Heart. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.